Welcome to News Over Brews, the only podcast that breaks down the best of this week's pop culture over a nice cold beer. Sponsored by PopBreak.com. I am your host and moderator, Al Manorino. This week we discuss the upcoming Pink Floyd documentary, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost are bringing back the characters that made them famous, and Sci-Fi Channel's answer to The Walking Dead is the subject of this week's trailer talk. As always, I'm your host, Al Manorino. With me, as always, Lucas Jones. Hey, what's going on out there? And Ryan DeMarco. Hey. Right. Off to a good start. Yes, as usual. So, <laughs> while uh, Ryan sips his beer, what are we drinking this week? So we're drinking a vanilla porter from Breckenridge Brewery. Um, Breckenridge comes to us from Colorado. Um, and actually, the beer comes to us via a recommendation from a good friend of mine from Rutgers. You want to give him a shout-out? I will give him a shout-out. Uh, Ryan, Ryan Vance. Hey, Ryan Vance. Oh. At Irrelevant Nonsense on Instagram, who has been extremely active. Um, we'd like to give him a little shout-out and just say thanks for recommending this beer. Because... Uh, you know, he recommended it go, and I've been trying to find it, and I finally grabbed it. So, it is a porter made with real vanilla beans. And I am always heartened to see a beer with real or all-natural printed on the label, because I'm not a huge fan of artificial flavoring, artificial extracts, and things like that. Um, so, upon first inspection, the beer is black. It's quite black. Yeah. It is almost, it's one would say, black. none more black. Um... Minimal head that disappears pretty quickly. I'm drinking it out of a uh, out of a bulb glass here, so it's you know it's concentrating everything at the top. As far as taste, it's good. <laughs> um, it's really good actually. The uh, it's it's a really light porter with that vanilla, mm-hmm. and you you get such it's like a creamy vanilla. It's not mm-hmm. a harsh yeah, vanilla. It's just pure, just natural vanilla bean right there. I'm really enjoying the way that the, the the real vanilla bean is interacting here with the porter because on the one hand you have such like a light flavor and like a lighter beer. I mean it's darker and it's like darker like roasted malts and so you're getting like kind of a more bitter taste, but it's not super heavy like a giant stout. Um, and I'm really liking the way the vanilla kind of lightens it up. Uh, personally, I, I feel like this would be a really good beer to have like for dessert. It kind of yeah. That vanilla is just so good. It pretty much comes off as a dessert. It smells it smells like a vanilla cake. It tastes like one too. It's a vanilla cake. <laughs> yeah, so I mean that that's uh, that's pretty much all I've got to say. I mean it's it's pretty self explanatory. It's a vanilla porter. If you like vanilla and you like porters, I would go try to find it. I say try because apparently it's like, very difficult for us to, to uh, us to get. It. Yeah. Because you know, we've been looking for it for a month. We've been to a couple of different places and we just could not for the life of us find it. Um, Al, before we go ahead and give it a rating as you're pouring your second glass, um, what do you think? Uh, well, as you just said, I am pouring my second glass. Uh, I love this beer. Um, the reason you were trying to find it for a while is because I was actually fortunate enough to get it a couple times in the Great Brewers Variety Pack, which is probably the best deal in beer you can ever get. Honestly, you get like a 12-pack for like 12 13 bucks, which is phenomenal because it's all these beers from you know all these craft beers all around the world. I really should be sponsored by them. But, uh, I mean, I always like this beer. Uh, I love vanilla, and I love porters, so this is a great combo. And, uh, you know, it's it's not 
it's not too heavy. This is, you know, I mean, we're having our second one. We're not, we're not killing ourselves right now. We're, we're not uh, groaning on the couch because uh, we're so full. We just had a, a, a meal, and now this is a perfect dessert, like you mentioned. Uh, Rye, what about you? Yeah, it really is. Like this with the burger, it's like a nice like five course meal or three, whatever. Um, yeah, you know, I love that. I you really got me into vanilla porters, Lucas, a long time ago. But um, I you know I can't remember one that I enjoyed more than this. I actually first. I just recently had this for the first time at the Seaside on Tap Festival, which was uh, a couple weeks back. Actually, last week? No, it was like two weeks ago, maybe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it was just delicious. You know, you really just the whole uh, whole natural. Like you said, it's not artificial. It's so mild, but it's just so it's so creamy and delicious. It really just it's like the perfect top. It's like the perfect cherry on top to like a nice like beef or meat meal and then you're about to enjoy some dessert this would go wonderful with cake some white cake perhaps um (laughs) it it really smells like a vanilla cupcake or a vanilla cake itself so all around i I love this yeah and i'll just close with like a little bit more of a a technical thing here is it like like you said it's porter so it's dark and it's roasted but like it's not bitter and that's because of the vanilla and the, the sweetness that the vanilla lends and it it's weird that it's a sweetness because you don't necessarily like you expect sweetness with vanilla because of like vanilla ice cream, but you don't necessarily expect the vanilla flavor to lend a sugary sweetness. But it almost kind of get one more sip for reference. The vanilla just leaves like this smooth thing that works really well with the bitterness, um, kind of like how like a chocolate and coffee thing would work together. It's you know it's like a really nice combination of two things. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna go ahead and give it a. Oh boy! I mean, I love porters. I'm gonna go ahead and give it an, an objective 8.5. Like it's just a really good beer. Yeah. You know, in, if if you're looking at porters and you really like it, it's it's an 8.5. It's mm-hmm. a must try if you're a fan of porters. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say an eight. Um, it's just it is a delicious porter. I think the only thing I'm not a big fan of is the aftertaste. Not that it's a bad aftertaste. It's just not a great aftertaste. So what? Oh, I guess I have to take another sip then. Oh no! Don't do <laughs> no, stop. I mean, you're you're getting the roast, which is fantastic, but like, once it like kind of just like lingers, it's just not like I need to take another sip because that was so good. It was more of like a. Is it hanging know, around too long? It's hanging around a little too long. That's it. But the, I mean, other than that, it's still it's really uh, just a delicious porter. Why? You know, actually, I like the aftertaste. It doesn't doesn't stay around me too long. It kind of it's like that soft vanilla kind of just linger, but it's not that long. It's a couple seconds. But um, I'm gonna give this uh eight point seven five. You know, they wow. they knocked it out of the park. Point seven five. Yeah, now. you know, this is the highest rating I ever gave a beer. You know, um, so far on the number system, they kind of they they got whatever they sought after. So you know, really no disappointment here. Uh, I thank them for doing a, f- a delicious vanilla porter. And really, like I said, it's the best vanilla porter I ever had. So, you know, no complaints from me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, thanks again to my friend, Ryan. Uh, Ryan, if you are listening, thank you so much. Um, I would have never known about this beer had you not mentioned it to me. Uh, again, he is at Irrelevant Nonsense on Instagram. Give him a follow. He posts pictures of his extremely fat cat all the time, and it's quite frankly hilarious. Uh, so now that we're done with that, let's move on to the news. All right, now Lucas is useless at this point. Okay. <laughs> no, because he's just our, our our beer and metal guy. 
But I think he would like this subject. This is yes, absolutely. But this is our this is a something I'd love to talk about. Um, it was just recently announced that Roger Waters of Pink Floyd, he is going to be creating a documentary, or uh, he actually is directing a documentary about his very successful. It's actually the most successful tour of all time, apparently, uh, of the the Wall tour they did a few years ago. That me and you were unfortunately we weren't able to make. <laughs> Five million dollars. Yes, t- tickets were ridiculously expensive, but I mean, it, it was completely worth it. Um, he literally built the wall and broke it down at the end of uh, every show, well, yeah. which is awesome. I mean, and uh, I mean, even David Gilmore joined him for one of the performances, and Nick Mason, which is insane. Um, well, so that's Pink Floyd. Yes, that's but the they have been broke up. Right. They have been broken up since what? Uh, the well, they didn't. Br- they didn't reunite. They reunited well, for one show. What I'm saying, they've been bro- broken up since the '80s, late '80s. Yeah. Yeah. Because the Division Bell. Well, the Division Bell was '94, but they had two albums without him. Momentary lapse of reason and Division Bell. Needless to say, I'm a. This is an argument that we definitely have never had. Before. No, this is weird. Uh, needless to say, I'm a huge Pink Floyd fan. I actually just listen to classic rock for the off chance that Pink Floyd comes on. I really do. I love, 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 love that band. I grew up listening to them. So. Any news, including, uh, you know, their recently announced album that's coming out uh, in October, uh, you know, Mason and uh, Gilmore are going to be using um, some leftovers of uh, the Division Bell sessions with uh, Richard Wright before he, you know, he died in 2008. So they're going to be using stuff that he recorded along with some new stuff and create this new album called The Endless River, which is going to be mostly ambient sounds. But so awesome. I'm so excited. I'm really excited. I mean, come on. I can't believe I'm living and actually saying that there's going to be a new Pink Floyd album. This is the first one in 20 years, right? 20 years, 94. So it's an, it's uh, it's a very exciting time to be a Pink Floyd fan. But more importantly, let's talk about Roger Waters. He had the most successful tour of all time with the with the 30th anniversary of The Wall. And uh, he's going to be directing this, uh, this documentary about the experience of going to uh, pretty much throughout the whole country, and actually, I think it was worldwide tour. Mm-hmm. And I remember the second go around, it was mostly in uh, like uh, like landmark stadiums, like he did Yankee Stadium, and uh, I, I don't remember the other, probably Wrigley Field, and all that kind of stuff. So, wh- what do you, uh, Luke? I'm obviously shoot it to you since you're a huge Floyd fan as well. You know, what do you think of seeing some new, uh, seeing first of all, seeing the tour that you weren't able to see. Now you're gonna be able to see, you know, bits and pieces of it, plus behind the scenes stuff, and uh, and the fact that he's directing it. Well, I think it's really cool. I'm really excited for it. It, uh, you know, like I said, it's it's a shame that I couldn't go see the tour, but you know, it it was like five five hundred dollars just to get a chance to buy a ticket. Yeah. Which was a thousand dollars to get a chance to look at buying <laughs> the tickets. Um, so it, it was just it was not practical for me to go see it. But you know, it's really cool. I always like this kind of documentary stuff. This like behind the scenes yeah. kind of thing. Um, I was actually just watching a Pink Floyd documentary about the recording of Dark Side of the Moon. Which one is that? Is that, is that which one's pink? What, what documentary I is believe that? so, because they was talking about how, like, they switched over to synths and how they were, like, experimenting with that and all this other jazz. And Oh, no, it was the Live in Pompeii. Oh, okay. That's what I was watching. Um, so, like, I always like to see this kind of stuff. And The Wall is one of my favorite albums. It was the first concept album I ever heard. It, in, it introduced me to the concept of a concept album, and it was one of the first things that I ever, yeah, right, uh, first whole albums I ever heard from Pink Floyd. Um, so it's really cool. 
and and Pink Floyd's really cool, and The Wall's really cool. That's that's all facts. Yeah. Uh, I I love I love The Wall. It's not my favorite album, but I've grown to appreciate more and more with each listen, uh, especially because they just uh, you know remastered most of the albums in. Uh, I think it was two thousand nine or ten when they did the Discovery box set when they re released. 2010 when they re-released all the albums and they pretty much remastered most of them because some have already some were already remastered a, a few years beforehand so mm -hmm. they only went back for like Dark Side and The Wall and Animals which is great so I, I did pick up that and uh, man now I'm really ex excited to see this because I wasn't able to because me and Lucas were so poor at the time and we're we still poor we're so st <laughs> we're, we're still poor but uh yeah, now now we have this opportunity to see it. Plus, you know, it's, it's cool to see a documentary from literally one of the greatest musicians of all time. Now, Rye, you're a Floyd fan. Nothing compared to these two. Uh, I said these two, including myself. So, um, I mean, are you going to check this out? Are you going to... You know, I was even... Like, it's just a correction of... You know, definitely, I'll be coming around to checking this out, too. You know, it's, it's huge. It's 20 years. They haven't had one since. It's like a couple generations, maybe like one or two generations that have kind of missed it out. Yeah, that's true. So they got the new album, which is they haven't made in 20 years, but now they have this, this documentary uh, directed by Waters about, you know, The Wall. And, I mean, The Wall and Dark Side are two of the greatest albums of all time. doesn't matter the genre. It's They are two of the greatest albums of all time. You know, Dark Side is famous for being the longest uh, running uh, on the Billboard charts. It's never going to be broken. It's 11 years. And, uh, I mean, The Wall is, you know, it's, it's synonymous with Floyd. So it's cool to see any new content from any of the living members of Floyd. And I mean, a lot of people are still putting up dates for, you know, a tight concert potentially. But I disagree. I think it should be a hell of a great event. You know, it should mm -hmm. still, be, still be good. Hey, I don't think we're – I mean – I was even thinking to myself the other day. I'm like, wow, it's cool that they have a new album. Imagine they toured with it. Imagine they toured. Stop. But here's the thing: Stop we're never now. gonna see we're never gonna see the complete group tour again. They just don't it's, say that. It's never gonna happen. Don't say that. Oh, I know. It can still happen. Still happen. I just want to be proven wrong. It'd be great to see all of them together. I think it'd be safer with with things like getting the Backstreet Boys again. Yeah, I mean, it's honest. It's like serious. It's like Zeppelin ever getting back together. It's not gonna happen. Don't say that either. It's. Robert Plant has said on many occasions that he's not really doing anything right now. Yeah, and Jimmy Page is not going to want to do anything right now. It's just the, the you know it's stubbornness, it's it's bad blood, it's all the you know we don't know what happened to, but <laughs> yeah. So um, we're going to be checking this out, um, and you know, it, it's kind of this trend now. I mean, obviously, a lot of uh, concert films have been coming out. Especially uh, the most notable one is uh, the Made in America festival the first one with uh that jay-z started and had jay-z and pearl jam as the headliners ron howard directed it and that 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 just uh came out on like video on demand dvd uh and then you have uh you know once again jay-z because he's amazing him and beyonce on their record-breaking tour uh they're gonna have a yeah well i mean you have those concert films but i'm talking about a lot of these documentaries that have been you know been shown up in hbo and stuff but yeah so Look out for Roger Waters directed The Wall Live documentary that's coming out soon. And then in October, we are going to be reviewing the crap out of The Endless River. So look out for both of those things. Moving on to television news. 
It's actually a little bit of movies and television news, but more importantly, television. Uh, if you've ever listened to our podcast, you know that we are obsessed with anything involving Edgar Wright or Simon Pegg. And Shaun of the Dead, Shaun of the Dead is probably my, my, my top five favorite films of all time. So it was really cool to hear that Simon Pegg and Edgar, uh, not Edgar Wright, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost are going to be reprising their roles as Sean and Ed on a children's cartoon. Their Halloween special of uh, Phineas and Ferb, which is a, apparently a very popular... It really is. On Disney. On Disney. Popular with the youths. The youths. The youths. The youngins. Youths. Yeah. youths. Yes. So youths they're going to be... They're going to be reprising their role as, like, I guess, a cameo in their Halloween special. Maybe they're going to be going through like famous movies. We don't really know. It would be really cool if it's all about them. Yeah. That'd be fantastic. Uh, I mean, like I said, this is my favorite, one of my favorite movies of all time. Definitely the best zombie romantic comedy of all time. <laughs> well, they're making kind of like a big, big thing with it, trying to attract, I guess, more people. I would think it'd be a, an episode at least. Many dedicated to them. That'd be really cool. It, I mean, it's going to bring in a lot of uh, fans of Wright and Peg and Frost, and, uh, you know, it already has a big following. This show has been on for a few years now, which is crazy for a modern animated television show, because they don't really la- uh, last long anymore. A children's animated show going after a hard R yeah, comedy. Yeah, that's is, true. That's kind of funny. That's cool. I mean, and you also have to think, like, if this show has to be pretty popular that they even attracted, you know, Peg and Frost to to reprise roles that they never were ever going to make a sequel to or anything. You know, they never did any short films or anything involving those characters. So it's cool that we're going to see Sean and Ed again in some way. And uh, I don't know, what do you what do you guys think of uh, what do you guys think of this whole concept? Well, I mean, I think it's cool. You know, I don't watch the show specifically, but I you know obviously see Sean of the Dead. Um, I'm interested to know why they're deciding to like reprise their role specifically for this show. Maybe they're huge fans or whatever. It wouldn't be the first time that you know a new show has attracted people outside of its intended audience. It's true. Um, but yeah, it's cool. <laughs> uh, I mean, this, how could you? How could you not be excited for this? I mean, really. Um, like I said, you know, it, it's a little. I find it weird that like uh, the, the things like this kind of matched up, but you know it, it, it's it's cool. You know, a lot of fans of the characters from the movie will love it. It's kind of like when Seinfeld went to curb your enthusiasm. They didn't Amazing. they didn't quite do a remake of the show, oh, like like a like a kind of a, a content, continuation of the characters with the show, but they did in a way. It's kind of like this a little bit, in a way. In a way. So they're not really doing a short film on it. They're they might be just. It might be in it for like a little bit of the show. But, you know, it's still cool. Yeah. Is it going to be pre-Zombie Ed or I, I don't know. Ooh, good question. I don't know. I don't know. I imagine post-Zombie Ed wouldn't leave much room for any acting. Or yeah. dialogue. or yeah. It'd be kind of a waste lines. to get Nick Frost for that. But you know uh, what? Nick, we're going to need you to groan. <laughs> and just <laughs> make a couple fart noises yeah. and say, I'm sorry, Sean. But um, I'm, I'm sorry, Sean. I'm sorry, Sean. No, you know, it, it, this is awesome. I mean, it, it's a cool way to, you know... I guess in a way, see where the characters are now. If I that's guess. the way I they're doing I don't even know it. how they're going to do it. That's, I, that's I, the, I the cool part is we we don't know, and uh, eventually, uh, I guess come Halloween, we'll finally see it. The only thing I would have to say is I hope they don't build up our expectations and then they're in it for like twenty seconds, 
that would be very, 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 very disappointing. It'd be a waste of this podcast right now. Yes, it would. Sorry for wasting your time, possibly. Yeah, possibly. Well, you know in October. Uh, another cool thing that uh, we were going to make a, a whole other topic, but really it's just speculation right now, is Wright and, uh, and Peg have announced that they're going to be doing another film. They have a title. They have a concept. It's not going to be in the same vein as the you know, Blood and Ice Cream trilogy or the Three Flavors Cornetto trilogy, however you want to call it. But it's a film involving both of them, so you have to be excited. You know, Wright is coming off a lot of good press. You know, not not good press in the sense that he, he left Ant-Man, but there's so many people, people so many people are on his side, and, you know, a lot of people are upset that Marvel let, you know, this this person go. So, it's going to be great to see, you know, he's already announced kind of two movies that he's involved with, and now this is a third. So, hopefully he keeps, he does the opposite of Tarantino and just starts, you know, dropping great films, you know, every year. That'd be fantastic, because he has a lot of time between a lot of his films. He's only made, it's so weird, he's only made four films. It's crazy to think about, because he's such a prolific like auteur director, yet he's only has four films. It's nuts. And he's been around, he's been in the industry for a long time. So it's good to see that he's got a lot of projects, you know, after whole, I, I mean, honestly, you can, you can probably blame Ant-Man for why he hasn't been focusing on other stuff. It's a shame. It really is. I know that's ultimately going to affect that movie in the end. No matter yeah. how great it is, you're always going to be like, what if, what if, what would it have been like if Edgar Wright was, you know, at the helm? Uh, but, you know, this is also, I mean, even Simon Pegg said, you know, why would I stop making movies with people I love making movies with? Exactly. They made three movies in a 10-year span. He wants to make three more movies in another 10-year span. So, obviously, the ball's rolling. They have plenty of ideas. They have a lot of creative juices going. They're a great creative team. And, you know, that is exciting that we have so many more great films to see from these guys. Exactly. Lucas? No, yeah, it's... I'm looking forward to it, definitely. You know, I enjoyed the Three Flavors Cornetto trilogy, and, and, you know, I was sad to see that Edgar Wright left Ant-Man, because I was excited for that. Yeah. Um, I mean, aside from that, you know, it's uh, it's always good to see a successful pairing continue. I think that's what the bottom line is. is that you know they're going to make a quality film, so it's always good when you hear their name mentioned again. And, you know, it's kind of interesting to see what else they have in the pipe besides the three films they make together. Like, obviously, those all in the same vein you wonder if they can tackle other genres other types of comedy if that is what they're going after it's interesting to see what else they can do you know as you said Edgar Wright only did four films Simon Pegg he's a multi-talented actor he was just in Mob City last year he was in he, he you know he can do other things besides comedy yeah they can do Star other Trek. things you know what they're going to go after is anybody's guess I'm, I'm really excited to you know keep you guys posted or I'll keep you posted see what, what it is and no, the best. So yeah, look out for the Phineas and Ferb Halloween special that's going to feature Simon Pegg and Nick Frost reprising their roles as Sean and Ed. And we're going to, uh, you know, Ryan already mentioned, we're going to keep you updated with anything involving Simon Pegg, Aggie Wright, and Nick Frost. Last but certainly not least, we move into trailer talk. But it's not a movie trailer this week. This week we're doing a trailer for a new television show brought to us by the one, the only, the love, the hated Sci-Fi Channel. Exactly correct. Formerly known as the Science Fiction Channel, then it became the Science Fi Channel, and now it is simply Sci-Fi 
with two Ys. Siffy. Siffy. Um, and with those name changes, it has gone down significantly in quality. But hopefully, this new miniseries will turn it all around. It doesn't look like it. It doesn't look like it. So the new miniseries wait, is... Way to, way to build that up, by the way. You gave me like a second to try to build that <laughs> wait, up. Wait, is it a miniseries or a series? Oh, it looks like a series. I don't even know. No one's going to watch it. <laughs> all right, so let's start with the review then. Uh, Al, any thoughts? Do we have the name of the show, Luke? Z Nation. Z Nation. All right, so it's Z Nation. It looks like a complete carbon copy of uh, AMC's The Walking Dead. Mixed with a little bit of... Of Dawn of the Dead. And... World War Z. Thank you. So it's literally any zombie-related film, television, comic book property that came out in the last decade, it's pretty much saying, all right, we need to do this with all of that. <laughs> so, I mean, we, we saw this 30-second TV spot for Sci-Fi's newest series that's going to try to rival AMC's giant show the walking dead i mean it's one of the most watched show on cable right it's the most watched show on cable yeah it's the only show the only show that beats it is the super bowl and science Radio. yeah so oh my god this trailer was so bad it, it's filled with like f-list actors <laughs> and uh i mean the whole you you see sci-fi all over it like the, the terrible effects, the, you know, and it was good for a sci-fi, like, the effects, and that's saying something, because, I mean, this is the guy, these are the guys who brought a Sharknado. And Sharknado 2. Yeah. The second one. The second well, one. Well, no, sci-fi didn't produce those, that's Asylum films. No, they're not. Yeah, those are Asylum films. Are, are they? Asylum those films. are Asylum films, Sharknado? Yeah, wow. they're so good. Oh, yeah, the Asylum's the, the greatest property you know, system. sci-fi is the property that brought us Mansquito 1 through 6. Mansquito and uh, Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus, which actually is a quality film. That's that's not that's not the Asylum. <laughs> no, those Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus is Sci-Fi Channel original. Ah, I didn't know. It's that. the story of a giant, oh. of a Mega Shark and a giant octopus who millions of years ago were locked in a struggle, and then they were frozen in ice. Just picture a Mortal Kombat fight on pause, pretty much. Right for millions of years, until global warming has thawed them out, and their fight continues with humanity in the middle. So, did it win any Oscars? No. But, and here's where my part of the review comes in. Because I think this is actually going to be really bad, but it's going to be sci-fi bad. Which is the so bad it's good. Yeah. So, like, you know how if you're a community fan, there's, like, the so bad it's bad, so good it's good, so good it's bad, and so bad it's good? Yeah. This is going to be a so bad it's good. Just like Sharknado, just like Mansquito 5. Just like The Room. Um, yeah, just like The Room, just like Mega Shark vs. Giant Octopus. It's going to be entertaining. It's going to it's self-aware. Most Sci-Fi Channel original stuff is like really self-aware of how cheesy it is. They have to be. They have to be because they that's what they go for. Yeah. They've become like asylum films. That's what their channel has become. And it to me it's kind of sad because I remember watching the Science Fiction Channel mm -hmm. back in the day. Yeah. Um when they would show, you know, like Star Trek reruns, but they would also show um like hardcore science fiction movies like 2001 space odyssey the sequel 2010 um the cube stuff like that like good good solid movies and and then over the years you know with tv generally regressing into this new format that we have it's it sort of you know it's changed with the times to survive and that's fine and i think what they're doing with 
these types of series and shows taking something popular or putting their own spin on it and getting it out there is their new shtick. And it just looks so, so bad. But are we going to watch it for at least like one or two episodes? I'm going to watch it for one We're gonna minute of the first, the first episode. we got to at least watch the first episode. We'll probably just review something and then ignore it. No, we'll probably watch the first episode and uh, we'll tear it apart. This on... thing looks like a piece of cosmic crap. It, it does. does it looks a, so bad. A shred of an original idea. I actually had one idea that they don't really do. They? I don't know. The one guy's like, I got bit already, but I'm still yeah, human. Yeah, so, so they're taking a, 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 once again, they're taking it straight from The Walking Dead that they have to bring this one person to uh, to Washington or to wherever they, the, the safe place that they think exists. Well, it was a couple ideas. But that's that's not a that's not a Walking Dead specific idea. That idea has been around. That that like the VIP escort has been around for a while. But yeah. Sure. But this is straight up the current season of Walking Dead. Eugene, one of the characters, oh, well, I know that. they have to bring him because he knows what happened. Supposedly. Supposedly. And this guy, the cool concept that Ryan is trying to say is that the guy has been bitten, but he didn't turn into a zombie. So they need to test this guy and see if he's the cure, probably. It just it just looks really it looks like it was thrown together like the day before and like we need to put a trailer together guys let's just just but it looks pretend like, to be zombies. It looks like it's it's filmed in the same style as Zack Snyder's 2004 Dawn of the Dead, which is awesome. Which is yeah, it was amazing. It was his first you know film really, and then you know it, it you know it looks like I can't tell if they're gonna actually try to be serious with this one or not because like you know because Walking Dead's a it's a Goliath. Yeah. You know, they're gonna wanna seriously probably try to bring up some numbers. They wanna they wanna rival the Walking Dead, which it's just is impossible. impossible. It's a pipe dream. Yeah. It's not gonna happen. What they should do is they should put it in the same slot as Walking Dead and then take all their viewers away. They're not gonna take well, any of your ways. <laughs> they could film the president getting assassinated at the same time as the Walking Dead. And the Walking Dead would and probably still get it. Doubled <laughs> And now we're on a list. <laughs> Thanks, Ryan. <laughs> Thanks, Ryan. But yeah, so I guess that's that's our our feelings on this trailer is that it looks terrible, but also in context with the rest of the sci-fi original stuff, might be funny. It might be funny to watch. So I'm gonna go ahead and say that like we're probably gonna at least watch the first episode, and we'll get back to you guys. Yes, Does that sound fair. I'll watch it that laughs. sounds good. Yeah. I will definitely watch it for laughs, unless it's on the same night as The Walking Dead. Then I'll watch it on like on starts, demand. No, it, starts well, in, it starts in September. So oh, they're getting a jump start. Wow, like at least a month. What we'll do is we'll watch it, and we'll if it's terrible, we'll drink away the memories, and if it's really good, we'll drink to celebrate. Yeah, we can make a drinking game out of it. Like, every time they do something stupid. Oh, wait, I'm wasted already. Oh, wait, the credits just ended. <laughs> the title just came up. <laughs> yes. So, I mean, that's get the end of our show. Wow. I'm surprised we got it done this quickly with uh, two vanilla porters in. Uh, everyone looks like they're exhausted and they want to go to sleep. So, thank you for listening for another episode of News Over Brews. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at News Over Brews. And make sure you follow PopBreak.com, who hosts us. You know, they air our episode every Friday. They try to. If not, Friday-ish. Sometimes it doesn't happen. It might be on Saturday. But usually we'll post on the SoundCloud, which you should also follow. Might as well follow us on every channel possible. And uh, I'm Al Matarino, and I want to take a nap. I'm Lucas Jones, and I'm also going to take a nap. However, I'm going to take a nap separately from Al Manorino. Sure. And I'm Ryan DeMarco. I may not go down in history, 
but I will go down on you. I'm just gonna put a giant bleep over everything that you said. Okay. Can we just refilm, re-edit uh, what he his exit because he always said ruin it at the end. I'm running the mother of five.